you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, hey, CEO Mischief Makers, welcome to the conversation. I can't wait to share with you Heather Havenwood. Hey, Heather, how you doing? I'm good. I'm excited oh, to be here. I love here. it when we dance. I love it when we dance getting ready. Yes. All Look right. So, I know. Heather and I have, she reminded me that we met during the very first time I have ever spoken at a conference. And mm. I attended her event and I think she attended the panel that I was on. And I mean, it was just, that was the first time we met. We kind of went out and did our thing, came back and worked together on another project, went out and did our thing and now came back again. So yeah. Heather, welcome to the conversation. Start off by just kind of telling everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah. And thanks for saying that. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how in events we meet people and then sometimes we part ways and come back. That happens so much over the years. Yeah. So I'm an online marketer and I have been for a very long time since 2001. I mean, my very first dollar online won't give you the long and gritty of it, but basically I've been doing online marketing for really a long time. And this is like my world, right? How do you create businesses? How do you get your message out there? How do you convert people? How do you sell? Like anything in the world of that, that's my jam. So right now, what I'm focused on specifically, like the future, is I just launched a, a white label of a software. I'm really big on that right now, as well as focusing on helping people get more credibility, visibility, and authority using the power of the voice with podcasting, YouTube shows, and things like that. That's like my jam right now. Like everything's always changing. So, and also over the last, you know, well, this morning, pretty much 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., I like geeked out on chatbot GPT, like, cause I'm weird like that. Like, so I'm a tech, I'm a techie behind the scenes, but I'm a salesperson first. And then my secondary is I'm a, a kind of an early adopter and everything. So, well, I, and I think that's why we get along well, because <laughs> we're the same in that sense, the same. I think yeah. my first online business I started was 2003 and oh, yeah. right. It's just, and then we just keep evolving and, and it's so fun. There is no way you could ever get bored in this. No, world. And you, you the just, one thing that I, yeah, the one thing I think is really interesting about me, which you are too, and for you and I, it's easy, but the, the rest of the planet, I would say, or at least people in my world, I am an early, early adopter. You're an early, early adopter. Like on that bell curve, we're like in that little yeah. small area of that. Yeah. And I've always been that way. Someone asked me the other day, it was just someone in my gym and he's like, why are you like that? I'm like, like my dad literally had a computer in my hand in 1983, like the Macintosh. Remember the Macintosh? Remember that? Yeah, big old and honking like, thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like my dad was one of the first ones in the state of Texas, if not the country, because he made sure everyone knew about it to have a, and it wasn't a cell phone. It was literally a phone that he had to rotary and it was in his car and people didn't believe him. So he would drive to like where a railroad was like a train, wait for the train to go by and then call his buddies and be like, see, I have the phone. I'm sure he was charged like a hundred dollars a minute, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't think about it now, but my dad was this freak early adopters. Like we had the VHS and the DVD, like in like the late eighties and stuff when people were like, what's this thing, you know? So yeah, you and I would did chatbots. What year was that? Like 2000. It was 17. Yeah. Yeah. 2017. How early in the game was that? I remember talking about chatbots, like, Heather, what are you crazy? You know? And now I'm like, oh yeah, bots. So I think it's really interesting in the world of what this whole show is about, about being a CEO is always making sure you're on that cutting edge and lean into it. Definitely. So that I, I get it. So you were born with this this early adopter gene, or yes. he indoctrinated you into it, whichever the case, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't whichever know. it is, you've got it. And, but that's still, so even though we love to be early adopters, that does not mean that we know how to build a business because <laughs> the tech, right? Right. The tech is, is just a tool and we can learn yeah. how to use all these new hammers and, and wrenches and these tools. We can learn how yeah. to use them, but how do you then, and, and to me, the next step to actually being able to build a business is based on mindset. So even though you're an early adopter, tell me about (laughs) a mindset shift that Uh, you had to make in order to really be able to build a business with that tool set. That's great. So I'm really a salesperson first and a, and a money person first. I, I grew up in sales. So I've always seen where's the flow of the money. How are we going to sell this? The learning about the behind the scenes of how to make the soup or how to make the thing was actually later in life. You know, I was one of those like, just give me something, I'll sell it. Literally in my horoscope, it says you can give this person ice and sell it to Eskimos. Like I'm just like that person. I've always been that person. So once I started to realize that I had to kind of dig into the tech to be able to own it because I got myself in situations where I trusted someone else with the tech, like, just let me know. And I realized that, and this is not against tech people, sometimes true techies, they go down rabbit holes, like, hello, like, come back. Where'd you go? Or they go, right. Or they go down directions. Like that's not going to, the marketplace doesn't care about that. Like, give me something to sell. So that's definitely somewhere where I'm coming always from the sales perspective. How does this add value to the marketplace? My big thing, it's Jim Rohn. He literally said it in the 80s. The man's no longer with us. If someone's listening going, who's Jim Rohn? Jim Rohn is no longer with us on the planet. He was one of those amazing motivational speakers in the 80s and 90s. And he had something that I live by, which is you're paid for your value in the marketplace. So if no one values chatbots, right, no one's going to buy the chatbot. If no one values the thing you bought, then no one's, you know, it doesn't matter. And I remember back in like, this is college. I'm literally 19. I go to this random meeting. It was something like 
it was for inventors. I don't consider myself an inventor at all. And it was these like super inventor people like, you know, oh, I got this thing to tweet. I, I, I'm not an inventor. Don't make me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I went there and I remember watching all these like amazing people, but the number one problem they had was how do I build a business? How do I market it? And so I thought to myself, I need to stay on sales and marketing because it doesn't matter the widget. I mean, Chia Pet, come on, like millions of dollars is Chia Pet, right? So like, how do you stay in what's the value to the marketplace? And just to end it right here, if you look at that statement, right? If you look at that statement, you're paid for the value in the marketplace. Here's the two words, the marketplace and value. The problem is the marketplace is fickle. They're constantly changing. Like they're constantly moving. Like we didn't know we wanted an iPad until all of a sudden we're like, oh, now we want an iPad. We didn't even know it existed, right? So that's kind of what's happening now. People are trying to create things, thinking or forcing the marketplace, you must have this versus listening for what do you want? You know, what's the problem that I can then add value to you and solve? Yes, yes. So that... It sounds like what you were saying is what I hear you saying is that mindset kind of developed when you heard Jim Rohn say that, and then you looked at loving tech and then applied the value and marketing strategy to it. So what have you done with that? How have you, how have you evolved? I know we, we basically embrace, we could follow every squirrel that ran across our path. Right. And I'm sure you spent the same amount of time that I have following every school. You you mentioned chat GPT. I yeah. saw a post that you put on there saying, I'm obsessed. I'm spending so much time. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is what we do, right? We see that thing. We dive in. We use it. We play with it. We try and break it. We do all these things and then think, okay, yeah. how can I use this to make the world a better place? So what have you yeah. done with that mentality, that mindset of sales and marketing? So I'll take it from example, because chat GPT is so new, right? In my space, I'm still like these two hours this morning where I'm sitting there like playing with it going, <laughs> oh, how can I use this? So I'm still playing with my brain on that one. But I'll tell you one that I, I mean, I deep dived into cryptocurrency and NFTs hard for six months last summer to a point where there was a call every day seven days a week at 5 a.m. not recorded. And I was there and people like, like I got to go to bed because I got to be my 5 a.m. cryptocurrency and they weren't recorded. And so I remember I, I called it the guy who ran his name was first name was Gary. And I called it the Gary pillow or having like pillow talk with Gary and made fun of it because I literally would wake up and press it. And it was, it was audio. It was like an audio room. And I would just be like, but I would just be absorbing, absorbing, absorbing because I didn't get it. I didn't understand NFTs and blockchain and open scene, all this crazy stuff. And what I was listening for was how will this be used in the future of business? Can I leverage this given my resources or is this something that I can't leverage? And so once I dived into it, like I really get it, like so much so, like bought and sold this, you know, I deep dive. And what I came out, like I really pulled myself away from it because I understand the technology enough to understand where it's going to go in the future. And I I may use it in the future, like for gating, it's really great for entrepreneurship and gating and I'm not there. So I pulled back after six months, like, okay, I get it. 
And what I saw was, again, I was an early adopter because the rest of the technology really isn't caught up yet. They're not caught up. So I thought, well, I'm not an innovator like that. I'm not going to go create software to catch people up. Like I ain't that girl. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull back. I can see where entrepreneurs can really, and businesses can really use the blockchain NFTs for gating and different things. Um, And I'm just going to pull back and be able to then turn my focus on something else. So that's just one example. I did make some money off it. Like I flipped some NFTs, but that's not my game either. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, the flipper of houses or a flipper of NFTs. Like I'm just not, that's like watching a market all day. I'm like, "Eh," you know, not my thing. So yeah, but like, that's, that's an idea of like, I was dedicated six months, 5am all in. And then I was able to pull back. And I think that's what entrepreneurs and CEOs have to do. Be willing to accept the change and move into it and own it kind of, how do I say it? I had to own it myself so I could absorb it through my own entrepreneur mind. Because if not, you read what other people are saying in their point of view. And you're like, you know, with, so I don't like to do that. Like, well, Gary V's doing whatever, or Gary V's saying this, or Grant Cardone saying that, or, you know, Elon Musk is saying this. It's like, I don't want to be a follower. I want to be able to absorb the technology, understand it, and then say, is this something that's going to add value to my current business? Do I need to add it as a new business, a product or service, or just let it go? And with NFTs, typically, I just kind of let it go. Yeah, no, I get it. I know who you're talking about when you're talking about Gary. I know that clubhouse room. I know that whole situation. Yeah, let's and not we talk came about back that. together. We <laughs> came back together in this whole NFT space again, right? Yes, and I we did, did the exact yes. same thing, came into it and absorbed it and understood it and definitely saw the volatility of the market. And not yeah. just that, not just that the technology wasn't there, but that the people weren't following it yet. When you no. talk about yeah, when you talk about this idea of the market and solving a problem and actually following the market and giving yeah. them what they need, they weren't needing it yet. They're not even, and I'm even in a group right now. I'm with Mark Schaefer, author of mm-hmm. you, The Marketing Rebellion, one of my favorite books, favorite marketing books. And he's he's got a community and he started with a coin and you know that's how I got into it. And then the coin collapsed. And so the community's on Discord and trying to figure out how it's going. And, and we were just on a call talking about can you use an NFT to gate this community? And it's still here, but the world has not, the the general population has not caught up to it yet. And it would be still difficult to make people get a wallet, make them purchase an NFT in order to be part of this community. Most people don't get it. So yeah, that's a great example of a mindset shift that you could use to look at the future and see how can we apply this. That's brilliant. So what are you working on now? What is your next mindset shift to be able to then solve a problem in a particular market? So let me say one more thing about that, and then I'll answer that question. So because I was able to absorb it and then understand it to be able to articulate and and have a conversation, and I'm not trying to be an expert at it. I'm just trying to understand so I can can speak at the language. What happened there is then I, I reached out to Mining Networks, which is a company that's similar. They're they're going up against the Facebook groups. So I'm doing a very good job. And the owner is a female and I reached out to their company and I just like, I kept reaching out and now I'm in contact like they're with their product, the main product guy. And he emails me every couple of months. He's like, Hey, I just let you know, we're still working on the gating with the blockchain FT and the coin. And here's our update. Like he just updates me. And 
you know, that's kind of cool. But if I was not willing to like learn something new and take it on and go, oh, this would be great to gate different levels, silver, gold, you know, platinum of an, of a program, right. And be able to get access like that inside of a group, like a Facebook group or my networks, how cool would that be? And I reached out to them and they said, well, actually it's on our, you know, at that time it was like, oh, it's on our to-do list. And then he's been like updating me. So that's the kind of stuff you've got to be able to talk the language, you know what I mean? So I think that's really important. And I forgot your question. <laughs> what am I working, <laughs> what working on now? On now? What am I working working on on now? (laughs) Yeah. So I saw that. So we're in a shift right now. I think we're in a shift right now in 2023. We went through a big shift in 2020. And then I think we're in another shift in 2023. That's my perspective. I think right now what's happening, especially with AI, again, I'm an early adopter. What's great about AI, other than outside of like a blockchain, see blockchain is only as good as the consumers will absorb it. Or NFTs or crypto only goes up if other people agree, it's a community thing. AI is not like at the end of the day, I can use it and no one needs to know, or you can use it and your clients can use it and no one needs to know. You're using the tool like a hammer. It's like another level of a hammer. I'm using this tool to increase legion, increase revenue, lower costs, things like that. That's what's so beautiful about AI. What I'm focused on right now, whoops, right now is really focusing on two things. One is I'm launching my software. It's called TurboClick. And what I'm doing with that is because I've realized so many coaches and consultants, they get in here and go, oh my God, I want to create a product. I think I got that. And then I have this message thing. Okay, I got that too. And then I have to do this funnel thing. Like most people on the planet, this isn't against any human. And like most people aren't techie. They're either really right, right brain, they're messaging, marketing, they're speakers, they're authors or creators. And then the tech part, they're like, oh, okay. Like I'll handle email, you know, but they don't want to get into that. And so I have this ability to be able to say, okay, here's the software. Here's your message to market, copy product, right? Positioning, And then how do we actually use the technology to actually sell your product and give it over to them? I think that's what's beautiful right now. That's what I'm doing. And specifically with podcasts, just because I still think hands down that podcasting, what I mean by that, I also mean YouTube shows and things like that are the number one fastest and easiest way to gain visibility, credibility, and authority in the marketplace. I just believe that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just so in a mindset capacity, what is a, what is just a, a kind of a final piece of advice that you would give to an entrepreneur oh, yeah. who's wanting to take that next step, but they're unsure. And they've got that wonderful little imposter on their shoulder whispering in their <laughs> ear. It's not going to work. Why are you doing this? You know, it's going to end up bad. You know, it's going to end up like that time you did blah, blah, blah. Right. So what piece of advice would you give them to help them move forward in that mindset? Mm. Okay. I'll give them one that was given to me. It was one of those moments where it changed my life. Right. And I have to give you a little context so you can get the power of the statement. Cause I just give you the statements and be like, "Mm." but if you get the power of it, one of my first businesses in 01, but I made my first million dollars in 05, 2005. And I had a business partner. Everything's going great. We made a million dollars in one year. And then, you know, business partners are not all perfect. It's like any partner. 
came home one day, everything was gone. Bank accounts were emptied. Merchant accounts were turned off. My my check to my mortgage bounced. Like everything stopped, and I had to file bankruptcy and foreclosure. Just I lost everything, and I ended up literally going from here, you know, kicking butt, taking names, to like living out of my car. And it was like 2007 and eight now. And so that was when the market went backwards and I couldn't sell my house and like all that. If anyone was around that time, you know, talking oh, yeah. about. so I was literally at the bottom and I had a master's degree. I thought I was a good little girl and did what I was told, get a job and then start a business. Like in my world, my viewpoint was like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? I must be stupid. I must be an idiot. I tried to get a waitress job. I got fired from that because I suck at serving. <laughs> really, dude, I really suck at serving. I got fired from a waitress job, y'all. Then I did a hostess job and I got fired from that because I was telling the restaurant how he should be more efficient. Let me sure I don't know. Anyway, I'm really bad at serving. So I was like, wow, I must just be, I mean, I was really depressed. And I had a dear friend of mine. He called me, he was a like a big time author speaker like that, like really big. And I keep his name disclosed. And he called me, he goes, look, why don't you come to West Palm? I'll take you to dinner. You need a good dinner and I'll give you some advice. And I said, look, I have $20 in my name. So I'm pretty sure I can get there, but I doubt I can get back. He's like, well, I'll give you money to get back, right? I'm in Florida. So just the drive. So I get there, I have a great Ruth steak dinner. I was like all over that. And he looked at me and said, I want you to start asking yourself this question before you do anything. And my first response was like, I got nothing going on. Like, I got no job. It's 2008 Florida. Like, there's nothing going on. Like, I'm, I have nothing. He's like, it doesn't matter. You start with the smallest thing. He said, because right now you're confused. And when we're in confusion, we're spinning. And if you're spinning, you can't move right? Has anyone been there? And so he's like, you have to stop spinning and get clear to take one step and then take two steps. And then you could walk and then you could run and then you can maybe jog. And then maybe you could like sprint. And I was like, I can't even imagine. He's like, well, how you do that is this one question. And this was the mind shift. And this question took me from that day to literally nothing, literally to where I'm at today. I mean, I asked that question this morning before I did something. So this question is a total mind shift. And the question is, does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Now, does me getting on this chat bot right now feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? You know, does me getting on this interview right now strengthen my clarity or feed confusion, right? Eating this chocolate cake that I really want feed my confusion, strengthen my clarity. Like you can ask the question, even down to relationships. Is this business partnership? Be my confusion, strengthen my clarity. And so when you start to ask yourself this question, right? If you're making decisions on anything from relationships to business, to going to the gym or not, like really ask yourself that question or ask, you know, who's listening, this will give you a totally different perspective because what's going to happen is you're only going to allow people, things, situations in your life that cause strength and clarity in any kind of confusion or tornado is out. And that is a beautiful moment when that happens. And that's what I think has been a testament to my success, honestly. 
Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate, and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 